Hi there, Lee Preston, Shadow of His Wings Ministry. I hope you're enjoying it today. I hope you're looking forward to a beautiful Resurrection Weekend. Uh, I'm praying now that uh, folks that we all understand the resurrection power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that uh, he came to die, and it is his death and his resurrection that now make us live in the newness of life. And so I pray that you know that, that you grasp it, especially if you struggle with besetting sin or you struggle with knowing who you really are. I think the resurrection power can help us know who we are. And there is a bit of a transformation that occurs when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask him in our heart. It happens in the spirit realm, so we may not know it right away, but it is a a transition to the power of his resurrection that begins to live in us. Uh, it's almost knowing that he's the air that we breathe, that he is the blood in our veins, that he is the one who changes us from the inside out. Sometimes there are sin areas of our life that go away immediately. Sometimes there are sin areas of our life that take time to change. But all of that is done by the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit that he left as the great counselor that is a constant reminder and a constant helper in our daily life. Today I wanted to, to talk with you about what I think is the most wonderful place, <laughs> even though it doesn't always feel wonderful. It's called the threshing floor. I don't know if you've ever been to the threshing floor, but if you have, then you'll know what I'm talking about. You've probably been to it and may not have ever called it that, but the threshing floor is a place of great pain. It's a place of great turmoil, and it ultimately leads to a place of great change. The threshing floor was a place where, in Bible times, let's say, people would bring grain drop it on the, the ground there on the floor and beat it with sticks or with tools to help break the chaff, the, the casing around the seed. They would beat it with these tools to break the chaff open and it would drop off and the seed would be exposed. And the seed is what is the, the, the wheat kernel is what, what was, used, was eaten, barley grain was eaten wheat. So those things would all fall to the floor and then the chaff would be removed. And so then there would be nothing but good seed to eat. The threshing floor is a place where God sometimes allows us to go to break off those things that are not providing or producing good fruit. Hosea says, in, in, in Hosea 13.3, it says that like chaff, which is blown away from the threshing floor. So Hosea is talking about that process of beating the, the, the wheat, breaking the chaff, the chaff off, and then it falling to the ground. I'm sorry, then the seed falling to the ground, and then the, the chaff is blown away. And so then there's nothing but good seed left. You see, that's the process of the threshing floor. And a friend of mine were, and I were just talking about that. That there were times in our lives where the threshing floor was a very painful place, but it produced 
a breaking of the flesh. The threshing floor is good. It just doesn't feel good. None of us like when God says, hey, I want to break off those things that are easily hindering you. It's, an, it's a place of pain. It's a place of awareness. You know, you know when you're there, you begin to feel the pain of change, the pain of God asking you to go somewhere that you may not want to go. There is a place always in us of the flesh wanting to fight the spirit. The flesh cries out for its own way. The flesh cries out for what it wants. The spirit connected to the spirit of God says, I want what you want, Lord. So I will go to the threshing floor. And sometimes we fight it. I fought it. Sometimes we don't get there easily. Sometimes we don't want to go there. And God is gentle in that he keeps saying, well, we're going to need to go at some point. And sometimes he's not so gentle and says, we're going. It's in love. All of it is in love. Everything God does in our lives to change us is in love. Even Christ dying on the cross was in love. It's all in his love. His love is so great. It's, it's unfathomable. And so when we're heading to the threshing floor, when we're heading to painful places in our life, whether it be an illness or whether it be a struggle financially or struggle emotionally or all of those things that come at us in this world, it can feel like, Lord, where are you? And he's like, I'm right here next to you on the threshing floor. And I'm allowing this experience to break off of you, the chaff, so that we can get to the real fruit, the seed, the, the, the tender grain, the tender kernel that you can't see because there's too much chaff in the way. That's the beautiful process of God stripping it away. He strips away those things that are not good. Can't eat chaff. Chaff is not good to eat. There's nothing good about it except originally it was meant to protect the seed. So the process you might be going through, let's say people call it, you know, if there's an emotional issue, maybe they call it depression. Well, sometimes depression is a worldly term, a counselor term that's really just sadness. Just, I'm sad. I'm mourning. I'm grieving. Well, what am I mourning? What am I grieving? Sometimes God allows us to go through periods of sadness. He allow, allowed Elijah to go through period of sadness because it hurts. It's painful sometimes to see those things in our life that we don't know how to change. It's sad to sometimes have to deal with pain of a loss, pain of a loss of a career, pain of a loss of hope, pain of loss of a goal, pain of loss of an objective, pain of loss of a, I wish I were here, but I'm only here. Most of the time our sadness comes when what we were hoping for doesn't come. What we thought we'd be didn't arrive. Our goal, we didn't quite make it. And those things stack, and then we decide that it's, well, it's because there's something wrong with me. So sadness sets in. Same with anxiety. Anxiety is a much used word these days for fear. It's really mostly fear. Anxiety is rooted in fear. 
Because what it says is, is I don't know how to change my future. I don't know how to protect myself. I don't know how to control what I can't control. And so anxiety comes when we don't know that there's a creator that knows us better than we know ourselves. And so sometimes God will allow us to walk through the places of a threshing floor to break off those fears that have so easily entangled us, told us who we are not, told us that we will never make it. Anxiety, I, I've, I've felt it. It's a fear that you're not going to make it, Lee. You're not going to know how to do it. In these days we live in with recession and, and lack, it's like, where are you, God? Are you really big enough to be God? And he says, Lee, I don't change. I have never changed. I'm unchangeable. So whether your surroundings look like you're never going to make it doesn't mean that I'm a God who doesn't make it. It's okay to go through these places. It hurts. It's painful. God is forever with us. He's forever our rear guard and our rampart. He forever goes before us. Jesus is the, the gentle warrior that goes before us in battle and battles for our, for our heart, for truth, to know him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is our comfort in the threshing floor. He may take us there, but he's also our comfort. He only takes us there to say, I want to take off of you that thing that keeps telling you who you're not. I want to break off the chaff that tells you that this is not something you're going to be able to handle. And I'm going to tell you, you can handle it and I will walk with you. He is forever walking with us. You know, it's, it's a crazy feeling when sometimes you go to him and you pray and you praise and you don't really feel him. And you're like, well, where are you? And it's an important reminder that just because he's not being felt or I'm not able to, to feel him in that moment doesn't mean he's not right there. He is never far from us. It's a process of him helping us know that just because you don't know me by faith, you know I'm there. Just because you can't feel me, I think is a better way to put that. Just because you can't feel me there doesn't mean I'm not there. And by faith, I want you to hang on to the truth that I never, I never sleep nor slumber and I never leave you nor forsake you. You see, fear, anxiety, depression, sadness, whatever word you want to put to it, sure, it's helpful to get help with that. It's helpful to walk with someone to, to provide counsel. It's also helpful sometimes to need medication to help with that. But ultimately, what God wants to do is to help us know the truth that will set that free. If I live in a fear that I can't do it, I need a God who can if I live in a fear or a sadness that I'm never going to be who he calls me to be and I'm forever going to be a failure, then I need a truth of a God who loves me enough to speak truth into those places. I created you. I wouldn't create you any differently 
I've loved you from the moment I formed you in your mother's womb. I keep a record of, a, of your tears. I keep, a, a, I keep them in a bottle. Will I not keep you as I keep the sparrow in the field? All of those places in the Bible are to help us in times when we feel sad or anxious or feel like God is not there. And yet, sometimes he walks us to the threshing floor to be able to say, let's go here. It's going to hurt and it's going to be painful. But it's important for me to put you through the fire, to put you through the threshing, to break off the chaff so that we get to the true seed. Because that chaff will blow away and there'll be truth there. You will begin to see who you really are. If we stay in anxiety, we never know who we are. If we stay in sadness, we never know who we are. Those things are, are feelings wrapped in a lie, a lie that says, I'm not enough. I'll never be enough. You don't love me, Lord. I'm unlovable. You don't get it. I don't know how to do it. I don't, there's a lot of things I don't know how to do. There's a lot of things that I can't understand. I'll never understand. Words that you start to hear in your ears. Anytime you hear words like always and never that's associated with you'll always be a failure. You're never going to understand. You have to begin to take those to the threshing floor. Lord, I cry out, take me to the threshing floor so that I can break off those words of always and never. It's a hard prayer, but God is faithful in that he will take you there and he will never allow you to stay there longer than you can handle. He loves you. His love is what is the byproduct that takes us there and his love is the product that's created even more once we leave. Once we get broken and we feel more of our brokenness and we go, you know, you're right, Lord, I don't know how to be what you want me to be, what he wants me to be, what they want me to be. And God says, I love you still. Then there's not so much fear. There's not so much sadness. There's not so much anxiety. And I don't want to make it sound like it's easy. None of this is easy. It's a process. It's, it's a journey, not a trip. But on the threshing floor, what you will find is that as things get broken off of you and they hurt to break, it hurts to break those things that we've always believed off of us. And to begin to see as God removes the scales from our eyes and begin to see his truth, then we begin to understand, well, maybe that's not, maybe what I've always known is what, what I, is not always what I am. Maybe what I've always thought I am is not the truth. Maybe what God is teaching me is that you really are a child of the King. You really are worthy of my me lavishing my love on you. Maybe I really am worthy of the things God is calling me to. Maybe you then begin to see that there's less anxiety, less sadness, less sin, and you begin to feel freer. Because the more you know who the king has called you to be and who the king has created you to be, the less you feel inadequate, unlovable, and insufficient. Oh, sweet friends, please live in your sufficiency today. And if you don't know how, ask him to take you to the threshing floor. He's good. He'll take you there. 
He'll stay with you there and he'll allow the the chaff to blow away. I've been there. It's not always the fun place. As a matter of fact, I can't remember a time when it was fun. And I've been there a few times. But it's been good because on the other side of it, there's fullness of joy. May you also find some fullness of joy this weekend. May you find the Savior. May you sit with him. May you ponder the truth about his death and his resurrection and the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are shadow of his wings ministry. We're beginning to be shadow of his wings Christian fellowship. We want to be a church that not only equips the saved, seeks the lost, but we also want to help heal the brokenhearted. We've been healed. We found healing. God is good in that he loves to heal. He always will. He will never not want to heal because in our freedom from our broken places, we see more of him. I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I have walked through the threshing floor. And on the other side is my Savior always waiting, always watching, always saying, come on, let's keep going, Lee. You got this. He's never stopped and he never will. Enjoy him this weekend. Praise him this weekend. Don't forget, he is the God who loves us enough to walk us through painful places to see our freedom. May you see more freedom in the days to come. Thanks for listening. I pray a wonderful, holy resurrection weekend over you and over your family. God bless you. Bye-bye.